welcome to the Life-Given Podcast, the season finale of season one. This is episode 27. I'm your host, Isaac Lopez. In today's show, we are going to discuss the rise of Chaz in Seattle and the fall of Breeze and the freedom of speech. All this and more on today's last episode of the Life-Given Podcast, season one. So once again, uh, there's there's... This season went by so quickly, uh, and before we jump into material, I just want to say thank you so much for all who have listened through this first season. We've gone through several iterations, um, but uh, let me know what you have thought of all the different kinds of forms that this podcast has taken as we move into season two in July. As we get started today, I just want to consider a verse that I think will help frame all of today's questions that I might pose or that we might have um, in a very, very crazy time that we're living in. This is from Proverbs 27, verse 17. You'll probably know it as soon as I start reading. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. So that, 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 that's the verse that I want to frame this whole show, iron sharpening iron. What does that mean and what does that look like? Not only in our lives, but in also the uh, culture that we find ourselves in. We have found ourselves. I'll go ahead and give you my conclusion or um, my, my um, starting point here is that we are in a place that does not want any sharpening. We are at a point where people do not necessarily want to hear the opposing opinions. And I want to see where that takes us. So as you probably have known and heard about, Drew Brees made some comments about a week and a half ago about the flag and about kneeling in the NFL in a very short uh, snippet from an interview. And I want to play that for you in just a moment. Uh, But just realize what um, the negativity, the negative aspect of only having one opinion voiced. And think to yourself, is it worth cutting out the other opinions uh, in the marketplace of conversations? Um, Is it worth going to the lengths that we have gone to, to keep the um, negative, say in air quotes, uh, negative tones out? So here's Drew Brees on uh, kneeling, and it's been all over the news, uh, and just want to play it for you now. Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let, me, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. 
But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. All right. So those, those were his comments and you may be thinking that doesn't really seem to be that controversial. Those are his comments in full. Uh, actually the reason I've, I wanted to get to this about a week ago, but black lives matter, the movement just took off and there's so much to discuss that I could, could only find time to talk about here at the end of the week and this in today's show. Um, so this this is what started a massive Twitter storm, massive whatever storm on whatever social media you're on. That those are the comments that made so many people and many of his teammates get up and basically just question what are you saying? You know, and basically shut him down, shut him down to the point where Drew Brees came out just a few days later and issued an apology for his statements. And my question is, is this where we've come to? I don't think you necessarily have to agree with Drew Brees' comments. I don't think necessarily there's anything very controversial about that. But I want to talk about just what the attitude that this that his comments were met with. And it's not very it's not it didn't impress me in the slightest. It, you can disagree with someone. Okay, you can go to a point where you say, hey, let's just agree to disagree, even if you've had a lot of conversations. But many people who have watched True Breeze get up and play football help the city of New Orleans out a lot financially when they were in going through multiple rough times. Drew Breeze was there to help them. And all of a sudden, Drew Breeze is labeled a racist now. Or I, I've literally I've listened to so much sports radio and the at least 90% of people on sports radio and just outside sports radio have lambasted Drew Brees for these uh, positions that he has held and basically said, this is the true man. This is the true Drew Brees. We have seen Drew Brees like just completely disregarding all of the other wonderful things that he has done for that city and for the country. And I think as a good role model, he is now labeled as, well, he's one of those guys that just doesn't really get, once again, they don't understand. And have we gotten to the point in our cultural conversation that we are not going to listen to an opposing viewpoint? And the damage that that wreaks, uh, we are going to get to here in the next segment. So we've discussed the fall of Drew Brees. Now I want to discuss the rise of Chaz as we look at the death of the freedom of speech, because this is what we get. This is what happens when we say no to opposing ideas. This is what happens when you don't want to hear the other side of the statistics, the data, an opinion, this is where we come to when we say no to the governing authorities. So as many of you are probably aware of by now, uh, CHAZ, which is um, uh, an acronym for the, for the area of Seattle, um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the downtown part of Seattle has been taken over by protesters. We'll call them that, okay? That I think that's uh, the 
nice way of phrasing it. The six, about six blocks of downtown Seattle, if you aren't aware, got taken over by protesters and now have uh, been, this part of Seattle has been liberated from the SPD or the Seattle Police Department. There, they have been occupied. There have been barricades thrown up. It is now its own country. It is now its own identity away from the U.S. of A. The United States of America no longer has juris- jurisdiction in this part of Seattle. And now the, the mayor of Seattle, I believe Lindsay Durkin, says, we do not need anyone, including the president. So this is in response to uh, President Trump's tweet about, hey, your city has been taken over by anarchists, you know, people who defy authority, who don't want um, any, who want to reject the governing authorities and just live in in their own society without any kind of authority and just have a flat society, is what I've heard it's called. Anyway, so she's responding to President Trump's tweet. We do not need anyone, including the president, to try to sow further divide further distrust and misinformation. The threat to invade Seattle to divide and incite violence in our city is not only unwelcome, it would be illegal. So what are, so we're not talking about the protesters. We're talking about President Trump coming in to flatten what basically is a domestic terrorist group. (laughs) Uh, so, So there's that. But I just want to look at some of the demands. So I went on Chaz's, um, I'll I'll link to their demands below. There's probably 20 to 30 demands that they have. Um, But just look at a few of, I think, the more uh, ridiculous demands of, um, of Chaz. And realize this has happened because they aren't willing to see another viewpoint. They are rushing headlong into what they would like to think is true. Despite all the statistical data, despite many, many people coming out and saying, actually, uh, there's a lot more to this than we've given thought. It's not just police brutally murdering black people. It's not just that, but that's what they hold on to. That is their thesis statement. That's the thing that drives their movement And it's allowed for riots to happen around the nation that have cost millions of dollars in in damages to private property. It's also uh, caused more deaths to Black people than uh, the police that they're rebelling against. Uh, I think last year there was nine Black people killed by police. So far in these riots, there is... I think a total of 12, 15 total protesters have died the last time I checked, probably a couple more by now. And this is, this is what happens when they refuse to see or even think about or converse an opposing viewpoint. So here, here are a, a couple, couple demands I just want to consider. Um, they, they demand, we demand this is from Chaz, free college for the people of the state of Washington due to the overwhelming effect that education has on economic success and the correlated overwhelming impact of poverty on people of color as a form of reparations for the treatment of black people in this state and country. 
And this is coming from the idea that black people are systematically oppressed by a white people in this country. And there's no talking them out of it. So this is where they're going to. And then here, here's another one. We demand, and I think this shows the idiocy of that side quickly. We demand the hospitals and care facilities of Seattle employ black doctors and nurses specifically to help care for black patients. Are you kidding me? So you're saying that if a black person who was in a car accident, who is um, minutes away from death, shows up to a Seattle uh, hospital and there are only two doctors available to help them because all the other ones they're helping in the OR or in the ER or wherever and those two happen to be white, you're saying that's racist if that, black, if that white doctor helps this black patient. What happens when, how, how are we moving from um, this idea of everyone is equal now to segregation? We just came out of segregation 70 or 80 years ago, and now you wanna go back to segregation? That doesn't make any sense. And then, and then here's another one uh, that I think once again just shows the flawed thinking of what of that side that has not allowed for any kinds of conversation. In the transitionary period between now and the dismantle, dismantlement of the Seattle Police Department, we demand that the use of armed force be banned entirely. No guns, no batons, no riot shields, no chemical weapons, especially against those exercising their First Amendment rights as Americans to protest. Now, I think they're onto something. I think that uh, police have gotten out of hand in uh, multiple situations with protesters. Um, but I, I think that there are cases that we need to look at on both sides there. What, what was happening? What instigated the, the protests? Um, oh, sorry, what instigated the police to do that? Because sometimes you'll hear one side of the story and won't hear both. So I'm going to hold my judgment until I hear both sides of some of those cases. But when it comes down to this, um, they're asking that the police not use force to not use their arms to help protect the people of Seattle. When you can look up images of the, of the barricades around this country of Chaz and guess who's standing guard? Men with guns. So it's not like we're doing away with weapons entirely. We just don't want the people who were supposed to protect us to have weapons. Instead, we're gonna let these, uh, I don't know what to call them, soldiers, these um, uh, these anarchists to have weapons and not let our police use force to protect those who actually may um, get injured. And this is where, uh, injured and threatened, this is where the um, Minnesota, uh, the town, sorry, the, the city of Minneapolis, this is where they're going. I think a question was asked of the city council when they said that they were trying to disband the police department there. And they said, uh, one of the reporters asked, uh, what, who should we call if someone's in trouble or if someone's in danger, being, you know, threatened by an armed robber? Who do we call? And they said, they said, well, until we figure out what to do, call the police department. So just, they, they are, that side is already running out of reasoning. I think they ran from reasoning a long time ago. And this is where uh, it matters for the individual person who may not live in Seattle. For the majority of listeners, they're, for the majority of my listeners, we're uh, hours away from Seattle, in some cases, states away from Seattle. 
So why does this matter? Why is this so important? Well, A, it's literally happening in the U.S. It's literally happening in the Midwest and on the West Coast. So why can't it happen where you are? But also, on Facebook, if you've noticed, and this is why, where I want to bring in the freedom speech, wrap it up, uh, because on social media, it seems that whoever states a contrary opinion to the narrative, this is dating back to COVID and far beyond that, but especially COVID, because the media is so based in one point of view that uh, a lot of people only think about these things in a certain way. And so when they see a narrative contrary to their narrative, they get angry because they've been told and what they have read is that the people that deny science, deny Black Lives Matter are uh, bigots, racist idiots, and they need to be stopped. And so that's why you will see so much uh, lambasting on social media uh, when they hear a, an opposing viewpoint. When I think statistically, the other side may have more um, depth to what they're saying. They may have more reasons for it. And so that's something that I just want to encourage you, uh, if you come across an opposing viewpoint, whichever side you're on, is to give it some good thought, is to actually think about it. So that way, we don't all become anarchists. So that way, we can figure out uh, different solutions than uh, trying to defund the police and throwing up barricades in downtown Seattle and creating your own country. Figure out how to work with others. Figure out how to work with other people whose opinions may not match up with yours and value that. That is what the marketplace of conversations and ideas is all about sharpening iron iron sharpens iron so get out there read stuff that you may not agree with talk with people you may not agree with and continue to sharpen yourself so once again thank you so much for uh this year this first season has been a blast just a reminder we i'm taking a two-week break from podcasting to just get back uh to evaluate where i'm at to evaluate where the podcast out get some rest uh, make this a better product for you moving forward. The plan is to have season two at the beginning of July. I look forward to talking with you guys then. Um, but in that interim, shoot me up with ideas. Maybe maybe I shouldn't use that phrase. Message me ideas, rather. Um, that's, uh, anyway, uh, message me with ideas. Message me with feedback. I appreciate all any and all feedback. Um, and let's look to grow the family coming back in season two. I can't believe it's in this season one already. It went so, so fast. Um, but I just want to thank you all for listening, for watching, for following all this crazy stuff that I tried to pull on here, uh, the different things I tried out. I think we, we found something and I want to keep running with it. So let me know what you think. Reach out to me, the life given and received at gmail.com or the life given news on Facebook. And uh, you can find more information about that in the coming weeks and also keep your eye on social media. We'll be growing and expanding there too. Um, and as always, remember that the life that you have been given and the life that you have received includes every area of life. The territory of Chaz is no exception. God bless.